Hello and welcome back to the Thundersticks Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Kreider, and today I'm going to be giving you guys today's game preview versus the New Orleans Pelicans. The game kicks off at 7 p.m. Central. You guys can find it on Fox Sports Oklahoma. But coming into this game, the Thunder are 1-2. and two. Obviously, their last game was a loss coming at the hands of the Orlando Magic 107-118. And for the New Orleans Pelicans, they are 2-2 two and two right now. And their last game was also a loss. For them, it was an 86-111 to 111 loss from the Phoenix Suns. So the major storyline coming into this game is it's going to be Steven Adams' return to Oklahoma City since being traded to the Pelicans over the offseason. And when asked about his return to OKC, here is what Adams had to say. I mean, it should be fine, mate. Uh, just another basketball game, really. Uh, but, I mean, should be good to see some familiar faces and whatnot. You know? It's all good stuff. Um, yeah. So, as always, Steven Adams, just super-duper casual in these media interviews. He's looking at this game as just another game. So, business as usual for him doesn't matter the opponent. He just wants to get right down to business. As Thunder fans, this is going to be a weird one to watch. I mean, really, before Adams was dealt, people were looking as at him as the next Collison 2.0. The player who kind of leads us from era to era and sticks through it all. We know Collison was with the team. I mean, he was with the Seattle Supersonics you know, for a good amount of time, and he transitioned over with the relocation to OKC. He stayed with us for a while. I think his last season may have been 2016. I don't want to get that messed up, but yeah, I think I think his last season was in 2016. I think that is when he ended up retiring. But yeah, Carlson was just a huge guy with us. Obviously, he got his jersey retired by the team. And I would like to correct myself really quickly because he actually retired after the 2017-2018 season. So that's my bad. But anyways, Carlson kind of led us from one era to another. Adams came in to the Thunder in 2013 was with us for seven years, and it seemed like he would be kind of that dude again. I mean, he's such a down-to-earth guy. It seems like everybody who is around him just has good things to say about him. So he's a great presence, but, I mean, with us shifting just completely, it seemed like uh, I guess he just had to go. So he's gone. Just going to end up being really awkward seeing him in another jersey, and it sucks that COVID exists because... This would be a great game for fans to come out to. I know when Westbrook showed up, obviously the magnitude and like the name value with Westbrook is a little bit higher than Adams is. I know at that game, I ended up going to that one. Packed house. Everyone was going nuts at the beginning. I think Adams would get uh, a really pleasant intro from the Thunder fans. So Stinks, he's not going to be able to get the return that he deserves. It's probably just going to be some background sound effects maybe take it up a notch i don't know if a tribute video 
is in store, but we'll see. It'll, it'll be interesting to see if they end up doing like a tribute, how it's going to work. Cause I could see that being maybe like a little bit awkward, like, like 50 people in there, nobody clapping, just watching a video for a couple minutes. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just acting crazy, but that's just me. Yeah, but Adams is coming back. That's the main thing people have been talking about. Going into the injuries for both teams, the Thunder still have Ty Jerome and Trevor Ariza out. But George Hill and Al Horford will be back for this game. They were gone in... Tuesday's game versus Orlando and they were kind of key pieces missing and I'll go into that later but for the Pelicans the only player that's gone for them is power forward Winyan Gabriel and before you go all crazy like Gabriel's a huge piece to the Pelicans or something he's really not a major loss to them at all he's a career 2.2 rebound player so I don't think the outcome is shifting with Gabriel out of the lineup but yeah Anyways, going into the starting lineups, I don't think Coach Dagnalt has presented his starting unit yet, but I think it's safe to assume they're going to run it back with the SGA, George Hill, Dort, Baisley, and Horford lineup that we saw in the first two games of the regular season. For the Pelicans, they have Lonzo Ball at the one. They got Eric Bledsoe. Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and Steven Adams rounding out their starting five. And on paper, the Pelicans starters look super duper explosive, and it seems like they would be one of the highest scoring teams in the league right now. But they've really struggled. Three out of their first four games, they couldn't even reach 100 points. And they are last, dead last. In the league in points, they're averaging 98.8, and they're also dead last when it comes to shooting the three. They're only a 29.6% team from downtown. That is, that's pretty bad. And for comparison, I think the Thunder are averaging about 108 points. And at the three-point line, I think they're up at least 3% there. I think they're in the low 30s, but yeah. Pelicans just have not looked that hot thus far, and that's going to kind of segue into the keys of the game. I think we need to prevent the three ball for the Pelicans because the Zion Williamson-Steven Adams tandem hasn't straight up not worked for them. The paint is completely clogged up. We know Zion really is not a shooter, and Steven Adams is definitely not a shooter. I mean, he needs to be down low every second of the game unless he's setting a high screen he needs to be down low that's just where he performs better he's not too fast with Zion I mean he's a straight up athlete he can drive in but I feel like you can kind of sag off on him a bit he's not a major major threat and um I think actually Adams has kind of struggled to get his feet wet with the lineup he's only been averaging eight points and eight and a half rebounds with the team and with Zion, I mean, he's still killing it. He's averaging 21, and he's actually leading the team with 9.3 rebounds. But the paint's just so clogged up. I mean, Adams is not able to do what he does best, which is just kind of get those scrappy plays inside and get get those rebounds. I think Zion's kind of encroaching on his territory a bit. But Zion's really good. It's just they kind of 
both can't shoot too well, and it creates that hole where in the starting lineup, they don't have that variety of setting like a screen or something. Like in the Magic game, for instance, you know, they were able to set screens, and since Vucevic could shoot and Aaron Gordon could shoot, um, I mean, the paint seemed wide open pretty much every time, and it gave them a variety of options. When these guys are running the pick and roll, let's say, for example, Zion is the screen setter. Steven Adams, if he's out at the three-point line, that's kind of a joke. Like, do you really think Al Horford's going to be guarding up on Steven Adams from 22 feet away? Absolutely not. Horford's going to stay in the paint, and it's going to turn into a situation where you really can just double up on whoever has the ball, and Horford will take care of Zion. Or if you just want to have someone else go over the screen, you got that one-on-one with the ball handler, and then you kind of figure figure things out. But the paint is just not an option on these pick and rolls because it's already occupied, and there's always going to be a Thunder player down there with Zion and Steven Adams together out on the court. So that's why they need to get the three ball going, uh, the Pelicans do, because that would open up a lot more things for them. Look, if they can't get that three-point shot going and they're still shooting below 30%, it's going to be a very, very rough night for the Pels because they just can't really function inside right now. There's just too much stuff going on. There's a log jam in the paint. And the Thunder, hey, we'll take that, man. We just need to clamp up on those threes. That needs to be the primary intention. Um... You know, I think the paint, it's going to be a lot of two or one-on-two situations. We're going to have the extra defender and having some good contests, so I'm not that worried. But one thing that I am a tad bit worried about, and that's my second point, it's just the straight-up post-ups. And we know in this Orlando game, we could not do anything. I mean, they had 72 points in the paint. It's a bit different because in that game, we didn't have Al Horford. And our starting center was actually Isaiah Roby, who's only six foot eight. And we also had Justin Jackson out there at the four. He's six foot seven. So we were really undersized there. And I think that's why, you know, the magic pretty much killed us. I don't think it's going to be. I think if you had Horford out there, Vucevic wouldn't have been dropping in 28, like in the snap of a finger. He would have had to work harder. So I do think that. You know, we're a tad bit better with Horford in this lineup. I think the post-ups will be um, a bit harder for offenses to convert on. However, I do want to say Zion is probably the toughest matchup Baisley has faced since probably March, like before the bubble probably. I, I don't know, man. Zion is so athletic. I mean... Straight up specimen. I don't know how much he weighs, but it's definitely a lot more than Darius Baisley. He's way stronger. In the post, I think Baisley would get back down. And you got to factor in that Horford would likely be in the paint as well. So that's where the two-on-one stuff comes in. But anyways, I just think one-on-one, Zion is taking the cake on Baisley. And driving in, I mean, he's a straight up freight train. There's not much you can do with, with Zion with a full head of steam. And with Adams, he's one of the strongest guys in the NBA, and this has been no secret. He would outmuscle Horford. The thing with Adams is this, though. He's so strong, and he can get a good position inside, but he's just so passive. And as a Thunder fan, 
you know, these past, I'd say maybe two years with Adams, there were times where I caught myself like pulling my hair out damn near because Adams was just not taking advantage of the clear size matchup at the center. Like he could have got the ball and posted up and had an easy two points, but instead he would just stand there with the ball sticking out for 10 seconds. Like, come on, dude. He's just playing a bit passive. That's kind of what it seems like he's been doing with the Pelicans, only averaging eight a game. But you can't underestimate the guy. I think the Pelicans are trying to find some solutions with Zion and Adams together, and they just may say, hey, Steven, we're going to give you a bunch of one-on-one opportunities in the post to make the most of it. And I think if really he was taking a bunch of shots in there, he'd be pretty efficient. So you never know what you're going to have with Adams in the paint. But yeah, I still think, like I said, though, um, the two-on-ones or the one-on-twos, I guess, for the Pelicans would hurt them if they're going to the post constantly. The third thing that I want to say, we need to limit our turnovers. We are 24th in the league on turnovers right now. We're averaging 16 a game. And we have coughed up multiple double-digit leads in these first three games just due to turnovers. We had five turnovers in the last two minutes of the season opener. And we were up 13 points with two minutes to go. Those five turnovers led to an 18-5 run by the Hornets to close that gap off. Luckily, SGA hit a game winner. But still, I mean, we practically gave the game away on turnovers. And with the Jazz game, too, I think we were holding a double-digit lead at some point. And what it came down to was some careless plays um, on offense, turning the ball over, and then on defense, struggling on the pick and roll. So we lost that one due to turnovers, I would believe. I think that factors into it. This should not be um, one of these games. I think the Pelicans are so talented. They have a decent bench. I mean, they have Josh Hart. They got J.J. Redick. They have Kira Lewis Jr., who is a lottery pick for them. So they have a lot of talent on this bench, as well as just in the starters. We do not want to give them extra possessions, especially when they have been struggling. We want to give them as little opportunities as possible to get hot in this game. Because if they can catch fire from three, or they can find some rhythm in the post, we may be set for a really tough a really tough night. So just limiting turnovers, don't force anything stupid. I think we should be all right, you know what I'm saying? Some names to watch out for for the Thunder. You got to mention Isaiah Roby first. He had a great debut on Tuesday. I think he had 19 points on 9 of 12 shooting. And he had 7 boards, 2 blocks, and a steal. All over the place. Just did a great job. He's. I don't think he's going to be starting in this game because of Horford returning. But he definitely deserves a roll off the bench. And we'll see how Mark Dagnalt kind of reorganizes the minutes because Roby has proved that he deserves a second chance. And it's not even a second chance. I think he just proved he should be getting rotational minutes because inside he was dominant. I've always praised him as a pick-and-roll guy. He's perfect for screen setting for guys like Maladon and SGA. He's strong enough to get that guard off of you know, whoever has the ball and then driving in, he's too fast for the center. 
he's perfect. And then he's shown he can shoot a bit. And on defense, plays a lot bigger than his size would suggest. So I'm really comfortable with him playing backup power forward minutes in this game. People who may take a hit in their minutes, though, you got guys like Poku, Kenrich Williams, who are kind of splitting minutes right now. I think it gets cut up. All of them get their minutes sliced a bit. Maybe like two thir- like a third of their minutes are both sliced, and those go to Roby. But Roby definitely deserves a shot again, and I would love to see what he brings. I think he is a great backup to test on Zion. I think Zion will have a ton of run in this game, and when Baisley needs his rest, that's when you're throwing Roby onto Zion Williamson. He's a great perimeter defender. And like I said, on the interior, he plays a lot bigger than his six foot eight frame would suggest. And he's not flailing his arms all over the place. He's pretty smart when it comes to, you know, contesting. So you're not going to see a ton of fouls with him, which is something that Zion really prides himself on. He's able to get to the line a lot when he's driving in. But yeah, I think Roby is a guy that will be playing and he could make a really good second game. I think uh, that first that first strong performance may not be a fluke, guys. Second name, you always got to mention SGA, man. He was getting doubled on screens in Tuesday's game versus the Magic, but despite that, he still shot 8 of 10 from the field. And with Steven Adams at the center position, I highly doubt... You know, due to him just not being that fast, I highly doubt he's going to be trying to help on screens. I think Adams will be camped out in the paint. And what that is going to lead to is a lot of wide open SGA shots. And as I said, it went from being double teamed off of screens in Tuesday's game to what I believe is going to be wide open middies, threes, whatever. It's going to be a wide open shot off the screens regardless. And then if SGA doesn't want to take it, With Adams camped in the paint, Horford has shown the ability to shoot. He's kind of been in a drought as of now, but you know, you can give the ball to Horford if he decides to pop out. And with Muscala off the bench, if he is playing for you, he's going to be killing it from three. So if he's wide open off a pick and pop, you hit Muscala, he's cashing it in. Don't even worry about it. Maybe Roby could be out there too, doing some pick and pops. But yeah, there will be a lot of options with SGA, and he will have a lot more high-quality looks than in Tuesday's matchup. Another person to watch who, you know, I kind of have a bit under the radar, it's Lou Dort, and he's averaging near 19 points right now in the first three games. He is shooting 8 of 15 from downtown, He's likely going to be guarding Brandon Ingram, who is the Pelicans' leading scorer with 23 a game. We need to lock up Ingram. Dort's the perfect dude to be doing that. And I don't know exactly how Ingram or how how Dort will be able to play on offense with a dude like Ingram on him, who, I mean, if you haven't seen the guy, he's like Slenderman almost. This guy has some long arms. He's going to be able to contest Dort a lot better than some of these other people have. I mean, Ingram's going to be closing out every time, and Dort's been open for a good portion of his shots, so it may be a little bit of a change-up for him. I think he could be due for another high-scoring game 
I don't know exactly how many, um, but he's a, he's going to be playing 30 plus and he will have his shots coming by. So he could be a sneaky 15 plus scorer once again for our team. For the Pelicans, you got to start with Zion, dude. He is the team's X factor. If he can get the three going, the spacing gets fixed because if a defender has to come out on Zion at any point in this game, that makes it okay to have Adams camp down in the paint. And it makes it okay if Adams wants to go for a high screen because the paint will be open again. If Zion can't hit the three, I think we should all be good. But if Zion is feeling it from downtown, whoo, we may need to be watching out. We already know he's unstoppable driving inside, and I already kind of briefly went over him. But yeah, uh, inside he's going to be an issue. I think he will be scoring regardless if the three's uh, hitting or not. But yeah, he also has the quickness to match up on Darius Baisley quite nicely. And Baisley, he didn't shoot too well in the Magic game. I think he only hit three shots. I'm not. I think he was like three or fourteen, maybe. So he is not very efficient. Williamson's a perfect defensive matchup on Baisley. Like both of them, super duper athletic, super duper fast. Real test for Baisley, and it's going to be a real proving ground for him if he's able to have a solid night in this game. I, I would have really, really high hopes for him heading into the future, even higher than I already do because I love Baisley, and let's be honest, I think everybody is buying into Baisley right now. He is uh, one hell of a prospect. Now, my score prediction. I have this game going 118 to 106 to the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, it may be a little bit surprising because, as I said, the Pelicans have only cracked over 100 one out of their four games thus far. That streak gets snapped. I see Zion having a pretty huge game, and I think Brandon Ingram will be able to chip in a 20-plus point performance off the bench. You know, J.J. Redick and Josh Hart in particular, these kind of shooters for them, they have not found the touch Thus far, Reddick's only averaging 9 points and Josh Hart's averaging 8. I think they're going to start feeling it. I think at least one of those guys is going to be hitting 15+, plus, and I think the other one still should be cracking double digits. So I think they will get the three ball going, and that's that was my key thing. I think in this game we need to prevent. I think sadly they get things going, and you know they just don't look back. They end up winning the game. If I had to guess our scoring leader, I'd say SGA. Just due to being wide open off these pick and rolls that I believe will be going on in tonight's game. He's going to be set for a big one, so make sure to watch out for him. As I said earlier, I think Roby could be set for a big one, as well as Dort. And there's still some smaller guys out there who I didn't want to list. I could go on and on on you know how maybe one player goes off in this game. But that'd take hours, and I know you guys probably do not want to be listening to that. But anyways, um, make sure to tune into the Pelicans game at 7 p.m. Central Time. And yeah, uh, other than that, I got nothing for you. I hope you all enjoyed listening 
to today's podcast, and I hope you have a good rest of your day.